Hey, K Dot. Yeah, yeah. Can we get it how we used to get it, like when Top had the red charger? Can we get it how we used to get it, like when Top had the red charger? Can we get it how we used to get it? Cap on. And I got racks on. Spent four nights in the country, I like then take my rich ass back home. Glow so bright, I can make one light. See, this ain't like your pheromones. Blue one, big gun, bare tone. Who want, we want your home. We old school like Chapa, though. My old school made doctor know. My old school made hard not. Black on black, my coupe and strap ain't balling on the hard top. I told y'all to call top. Now my number call block. I don't miss a car shot. Holla, yeah. Cap on. And I got racks on. And I got racks on. And I produce that diesel. I can put Shaq on. I can put Shaq. Hey. Nigga, your bitch don't leave you. You ain't got backbone. Yeah. I don't rely on people. I just go on bread chase. Whoa, this so fucking dope. I might catch a fair case. Whoa, you ain't getting money, nigga. Then you dead weight. Whoa, got the drop on them. They go checkmate. Whoa, we go drop on them. Y'all better play safe. Whoa, cap on. And I got racks on. Don't be bitter, yo, dope, they be considered that shit be stepped on. Eastside Johnny way out that project, but then I get my rep on. Fuck yo, feeling no question, bitch, I kill it, I bring that check home. We old school like Domino, my old school make lawyers know. My old school a matchbox, black on black, bad bitch in the back, we ballin' on the hard top. Got called y'all the car top, now my number car block. We don't miss, we car shot. Oh, yeah. It's your boy, it's your motherfucking boy, King Known Uncensored. We got Game 2's No Music Fridays because, man, the uh, list of people that I seen come out and drop was laughable. Wasn't even worth pressing the play button on. I mean, you got the Fast X soundtrack, which has 21 tracks, album full of mid-packs, was not interested, wasn't interested in the movie. Like, after Fast 8 soundtrack? I was just no longer interested. I think it was Fast 7, Fast 8, one of those two. That, I think that was the last good one. The one with See You Again, that was the last Fast and the Furious soundtrack i seen. I'm just not interested in another Fast and the Furious. I'm just burnt out on that shit. And then they had the nerve to come out with 10. No. I don't want to really see the movie. And I don't want the soundtrack. Summer Walker came out with the Clear 2 EP. Clear was a mid-pack. So I passed on Summer. Or should I say uh, <laughs> Queen Meech. <laughs> but um... Belly came out with another album, Mumble Rap 2. I like the original Mumble Rap. The original Mumble Rap was solid. But I'm burnt out on Belly as an artist. Like, the dude does absolutely nothing. He doesn't really deliver well. I think the guy is better as a writer. He says nice things, but he's just he doesn't jump off the page personality-wise enough for me to, like, be interested you know what i'm saying it's no shot i'm not saying he's a bad artist but i'm gonna say this he not for me and he's not for he's not king no material i'm gonna just say that nicely um who else came out today that i was not interested in 
I think that was it though. But I ain't. I'm no Music Fridays, yo. Sad news coming out of the uh, football world. Um, Jim Brown passed away, man. Damn, Jim motherfucking Brown, black exploitation star on the front lines of the civil rights movement. He passed at the age of 87. And, you know, his wife said that he passed peacefully in his sleep. So no pain. Great way to go out. You know, Jim Brown, man, an original gangsters, bro. He played Jake. Yeah, that's one of my favorite characters. Like, one of my favorite movies. Love Jim Brown and original gangsters. See, the problem with you, you know what the problem is? You fight way too many people. <laughs> That's my part. Um... Not to mention a decorated football player. <laughs> I mean, Jim Brown's accomplishments. It's crazy. He won a championship in 64. Three-time MVP, rookie of the year, nine-time pro bowler. And nigga really did it his way. Eight-time rushing yards leader and five-time touchdown leader. A scoring leader in the NFL. Like, this dude is a football player. Is a god. Just straight like that. Decent actor, too. Like, in any given Sunday, I had to play that excerpt at the beginning, you know, for Jim Brown. Man. Man, that dude was an all-around brother. Rest in peace to that man. He accomplished a lot, man. You know, from the acting side, civil act, actor, activist, football player. I mean, God died. Nigga was legit triple threat. And, uh, you know, he got the gangs to uh, have dialogue back in the 90s. You know, Crips and Bloods. He was a mediator <clears throat> for opposing gangs. And, and, and the gangs really listened to that nigga. You know what I'm saying? The NBA is considering changing the All-Star game from the current player draft which is whack as fuck, to the back to the original East versus West format. And we all know why they changed that shit. They changed that shit for that whack-ass LeBron. That's all they changed that shit for. You know, LeBron and a couple of other players brought that idea to the table, you know what I'm saying? Corny. I've always thought the All-Star draft was super fucking corny. And they also switched that format because Braun was always in the East and they would always fucking lose. <laughs> they, ain't want, they don't want to hear that. I don't give a fuck. This is my show. If you don't like listening to it, cut it the fuck off. Or you can just fast forward to the end, give me the play, and move the fuck on. It's for real day ones only. But anyway, 
I love the idea. Please change it back to East versus West. We're tired of watching this weak-ass draft shit. Bring it back to the old school. Where the best take on the best. Fuck that picking fantasy all-star team. Bullshit. This ain't 2K. This is real life. If the Phoenix Suns were to trade DeAndre Ayton, they actually have two suitors for him. I mean, I thought the Shanghai Sharks would be a suitable fit. Uh, I would I would have thought the G League Ignite and the G League Elite would be a, a better spot for him. But DeAndre Ayton does have some interest in the NBA, and one of the teams is the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, a Nurkic for Aiton trade would make sense. I would do that. Phoenix might be better with Nurkic, at least. I mean, the only problem with Nurkic is health. That's always seemed to be the issue with him. But when he's on the court, he's reliable and much better than Aiton. Yeah, I said it. I don't care what y'all say. He's better than fucking Aiton. The Indiana Pacers, though, I mean, they would have to give up Turner. And Turner is better than Aiton because Turner is aggressive on the defensive end, and he's a legit 3 and D guy. He can stretch the floor. He doesn't really have, like, the skill set that Aiton has when it comes to the post moves, but he's a center that kind of, like, plays like a guard but doesn't have necessarily the handles of a guard. But I'd rather take Turner than Aiton because of the shot blocking and the upside. If I'm Phoenix, I'm making a deal ASAP. Especially when there are suitors. Now, there are multiple trade rumors. Um, There's this site called... uh, called Basketball Forever that put out this... uh, Report about the latest NBA trade rumors. Um, There's an article written by this cat named Sam Passfield. And I'm going to read some of these paragraphs, not all of them. And I'm gonna, let's see what you think. Chris Paul. I mean, they said that, of course, likely to guarantee the contract. I already said that last show. But... The alternative landing spots for Chris Paul could be the Lakers, Spurs, and the Clippers. Now, it would be interesting to see Chris Paul go to the Spurs to be coached by Pop. That'd be dope. And then, you know, him and Victor Wimbenyama becoming the low-budget version of Lob City. I think Wimbenyama and Chris Paul could, you know, learn off each other because shit. That, you know, Chris Paul has been known for, you know, taking mid-pack players to maybe a 7 or an 8 seed. And with Popovich's coaching, I still think that they need to upgrade their talent. But, I mean, Keldon Johnson's a solid player. That's probably the only other player that's on that team that's any good, though. I'll coach Jeremy Sohan, too. Sohan, 
Johnson, Chris Paul, Wimbin, Yama, and maybe Malachi Branham or Blake Wesley. That's an okay starting five, but I think they just need to upgrade all around. So, you know, Lakers, Clippers, and Spurs, I mean, I mean, I don't know. That's a hard question to answer about Clippers. Lakers, you know, the Lakers are whores. They want everybody. The Lakers are interested in everybody that is a name. So, CBS Sports tweeted this about Chris Paul. The Suns want to dump Chris Paul this offseason. The Spurs should offer to absorb him into their cap space. He only has one guaranteed year on his deal. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, leadership. He can bring leadership to that Spurs team. You know, you got to pray to God that his fragile body would hold up because he... He, he didn't hurt every goddamn thing on his body from fingers to legs to calves to foot to whatever the fuck. And with Russ being a free agent, the Clippers could be interested in bringing Chris Paul back. There's a whole different situation in L.A. if there's a healthy Kawhi, Chris Paul, and Paul George on that roster. But here's the problem, though. They would definitely have to give up multiple players in order to do so. Now, Carl Anthony, let's move on to Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns has been in a lot of trade rumors. Now, there's a rumor of a trade actually being proposed between Minnesota and Golden State where Carl Anthony Towns would go to Golden State and Minnesota would get Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Patrick Baldwin, and the number 19 overall pick. I like Carl Anthony Towns in Golden State. That fills a need for a scoring big man. He's not a defensive big man. But, you know, he's six fouls. You understand? Do I think this is a good trade? Uh, You're giving up a little bit much for Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think he's that good. I don't think that's his true value. But, however, they gave up way more than this value for Rudy Gobert. And then Anthony Edwards getting teammates like Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, who could bring a lot of scoring and energy to the to that roster. And the Timberwolves get a lot younger, of course. You got Gobert there, you know, to stand in the paint while everybody else worked the perimeter and come off screens and pick and rolls and things of that nature. And I like Jonathan Kaminga because, you know, I like Kyle Anderson, but I think he's better suited for coming off the bench. And BBJ, if he gets an opportunity, and and, and him just uh, integrating himself in that Minnesota 
you know, because Minnesota needs depth. That's what they're truly lacking. And I think that's actually a really good trade. And that could be a start to retooling that Golden State team for another deep playoff run. I mean, Draymond in town, that pick and roll, pick and pop game going to be serious. But my thoughts about Anthony Towns possibly going to uh, Golden State, that, they should really push for that. I'm not going to lie. I know Carl Anthony Towns has his moments where he doesn't show up when needed, but when you've got Steve Kerr and a more fluid offense and a more, um, how can I put this, a more structure offense, I think Carl Anthony Towns will buy in because he's coachable. And last but not least, Miles Turner. Um The the Mavericks feel like the number 10 pick isn't good enough. They just don't. And Dallas is interested in Miles Turner. And they could definitely use him. He's better than a lot of every big man on that Mavericks team, including JaVale McGee. But Jason Kidd just didn't use him in Christian Woodwright. But Miles Turner in Dallas, that would be big. I would like that. And then, of course, Phoenix is interested in him, as I stated earlier. Those are the only three players that the uh, article had. I was just very interested, and I wanted to read that shit live for you guys. Now, let's get to game twos. Let's stop bullshitting. Let's try to get up out of here quickly and promptly. Thursday. The Denver Nuggets go up 2-0 on the Lakers as they protected home court. As the Denver Nuggets defeated the Los Angeles Lakers 108-103. to Jamal Murray had a horrible first half, but that didn't fucking matter as he went bonkers. But before we get to that, let's look at the Lakers. LeBron James, 22 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists. Not going to hold you. I gave I let LeBron off the hook for last game, but this game LeBron James let their team down. Zero for six from three. Like he took some bad shots down the stretch. Like instead of driving to the basket, which is what has worked. And this is the problem that I have with NBA teams. Like they always go away from their game plan to try to switch up something that works constantly. As Rui Hashimura said himself, 
The Nuggets do not have a shot blocker. But Braun wanted to be Steph. But um, Anthony Davis, 18 points, 14 rebounds, but shot four of 15. Definitely was fucking garbage. You know, he was even worse than LeBron. You know, that game was on him too. The stars of the Lakers completely disappeared. Everybody wants to say, oh, man, LeBron hurt himself. Oh, man, LeBron was tired. LeBron was playing defense. He's 38. It's year 20. So the same reason that you dick ride him is the same reason that you give the excuse. That doesn't make sense to me. It's either he's 38 and old and washed up or he's great for 38. You can't play both sides. You have to pick one. I happen to think that what he's doing at 38 is great. But y'all motherfuckers is putting too much shit on age when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won a fucking finals MVP at 38. Or was that 37? Who gives a shit? He was old as fuck and still won a finals MVP. Y'all gotta stop this age shit. Like, for real, when it comes down to this nigga. That, just because he's doing something at a certain age don't make him better than anybody. It just makes him great. That's all. That's his success and his greatness. Many players did not make it to play at the age of 38, but they still carved out a wonderful career. Always remember that. And I understand that's them young, porn star, dick-sucking niggas that never watched every player play, that never even put the tape on. But let's get back to this game shit. I had a rant. Now... Let's see who else. Um, Austin Reeves at 22 points. He has been incredible this playoffs run. Remy from higher learning has been balling the whole time. Like he's, man, five and nine from three. D'Angelo Russell had another lackluster night. He only attempted eight shots, only had 10 points. Rui Hashimura, though, that, this was the story last night. 21 points on 8 of 10 shooting. Lakers honestly need to keep that man coming off the bench because it's, he seems to excel with that second unit. I mean, guys that are due for paydays. I mean, Austin Reeves is due for a payday. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, is due for a payday. And Rui Hashimura is due for a payday. That's all I'm going to tell you. Despite a glaring free throw differential, it's not that big. The free throw differential wasn't that big, but all right, let's keep let's keep going with the stats. So, Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, once again, it's on 23 points, 17 rebounds, 12 assists. Jokic didn't have the most, he didn't have the best game. As a matter of fact, I felt like he wasn't assertive enough. 
But that was because Jamal Murray had 37 points. I mean, Murray was what? 3 of 17, 3 of 16 at the half and bounced back and ended up shooting 11 of 24, 6 of 14 from 3 and had 10 rebounds and 5 assists and 4 steals. That stat line is crazy. Michael Porter Jr., 16 points. Um, Caldwell Pope had 8 points, but he had his paw prints on this game because, you know, he was punking Russell and Reeves alongside Bruce Brown, who had 12 points, 5 of 11 shooting, but Caldwell Pope and Bruce Brown punked Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. Even though Austin Reeves had a good game, you could just tell that Brown and um, Caldwell Pope smelled blood. You know, because the Lakers were in complete control of this game the first three quarters. It was when LeBron James got a little bit too happy with that shot and the the guards on Denver started punking the Lakers guards. That's when the game changed around. And Jokic, I mean, Murray was just on fire. And, you know, Murray is not the X Factor. He's a star. Porter's the X Factor alongside with Gordon. Reggie Jackson, it was a Reggie Jackson sighting, but he only played two minutes. I don't know. I feel like in order for Denver to sweep these guys, I think DeAndre Jordan, Thomas Bryant, and Ish Smith need to get some minutes. I mean, I think the deeper you go, I think that Denver has the better chance because Denver has depth. Something that the Lakers has as well. But I think Denver's slightly deeper than the Lakers. That's just me. My overall thoughts on this game is very simple. Denver controlled home court. Now it's up to L.A., who's also undefeated at home, to protect theirs. If Denver gets one of those games in L.A., the Lakers are done. They're not coming back from down 3-1. LeBron's not going to do that. Again, he's too old. That would be up to A.D. and the rest of the fellas to put Braun on their backs. Pause. On whether they come back from 3-1, but the Lakers better win the next two games because if they lose game three or game four, they're done for. The series don't begin until the first team wins three. Now let's move on to tonight's game to close this show out. As the Miami Heat defeated the Boston Celtics 111 to 105. And is it time to panic in Boston? Yes. You got the Miami Heat taking home court away from Boston. Boston is a great road team. That is hopeful information. But I think Miami's going to take at least one out of two of those home games because Miami is really good at home. 
I can see Boston splitting in Miami. But Miami is in Boston 10. That's my thoughts on that. Like this, 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 they punking the Celtics right now. Jimmy Butler, 27 points, three steals, six assists, eight rebounds. Bam at a bio. Yes, man. This is the Bam Adebayo that I wanted to see. 22 points, 17 rebounds, 9 assists. Shout out to Bam. Because I didn't think much of Bam going into the playoffs. I have felt like Bam was having a disappointing season. But he proved my ass wrong. Bam almost had a triple-double, man. That's crazy. Caleb Martin, the ex Factor, 11 of 16, 3 of 7 from 3, 25 points. Duncan Robinson, another X Factor, 15 points, 6 of 9 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. Very solid play from the Miami Heat as a roster. And the thing that I like about Miami is they don't give a fuck who scores points. They're a team. They look more like brothers. They always want their brother to do good. Like the Heat are real solid. Like the Heat are very interesting team. I mean, like I said, man, if the Heat go to the NBA Finals, Tyler Hero... We'll be back. That's danger for whoever comes out the West. Because Miami has been in it every year. Like, they've been in multiple conference finals. They have the right coach. They have the right group of players. You know, Miami isn't the most glamorous team full of superstars. They have a superstar, one star, and the rest have been experienced role players obviously duncan robinson went to the finals with this same miami team it was very effective caleb martin's been a journeyman across the league him and his twin brother kyle Lowry is a savvy veteran all right let's check out the boston celtics jason tatum 34 points 13 rebounds eight assists but could not close out the game once again. Tatum slipping down that, he's slipping right out of that top five, eh? Like he's got the points. He, he's, he's, he's looking like LeBron James. Great stat line, but can't close the game out. He's 10, he was 10 to 20, 3 of 10 from three. Um, Robert Williams had 13 points. Jalen Brown had a disappointing game. He had his worst game of the series. Seven of 23 from the field. One of seven from three. I don't think Jalen Brown's going to play like that ever again this series. Derek White was hitting big shots. He had 11. Malcolm Brogdon had 13. But this is a special case of the Miami Heat are mentally in Boston's head. They're punking them. They're being physical with them. 
Jason Tatum is making all types of mistakes. Jalen Brown is trying to score on five people. This is the thing about the series. How many assists did these niggas have today? Jalen Brown had four assists. Jason Tatum had eight. Okay. They passed the ball the first half. But Tatum and Brown have to move the ball more so that they can get open shots. I feel like Brown and Tatum are rushing. It seems like they get a little bit too excited when they get the basketball. Instead of drawing up a play, calling a play, they want to go ISO the whole time. And Joe Mazzula is getting out coached by uh, Eric Spolstra. You can just tell the rookie head coach is showing heavily. Unlike M.A. Udoka, who was disciplined, who was tough on his players without being going too far with being tough on his players. So what you have to do for real, for real, I think Boston's in trouble. Because I know Miami is snatching one, if not both games. If the Celtics get swept, that would be a very disappointing end to their season. And they would have to regroup. The only thing that I'm happy about is that weak-ass Blake Griffin ring-chasing ass doesn't get a ring. I hate Blake Griffin. I really do. That nigga stole money from us. He owes the Pistons organization money. I said what I said. But anyway, (laughs) Boston is in grave danger. They go down 3-0. They're done for. And it's just going to be another case of how do you want to die? Do you want the sword? You want the gunshot? You want your throat slit? How you want to die? There's a hundred ways to die. That 3-0 in the NBA is a death sentence. And that's too big of a hill for Boston to climb. Especially with the inexperience of Joe Missoula showing. Missoula is just letting them niggas just do anything they fucking want to. And, and the Celtics are being reckless. And Tatum keeps getting ripped by Miami. Like, Tatum, this isn't a team that you can just dribble and do and one moves on. You have to be crafty. You have to get your shots off of screens. Two dribbles and a pull-up. Not nine dribbles. I think Brown and Tatum have to be distributors. Get their teammates involved. Get them hot. And then you come up behind them and close out the game. And that's the bottom line. All right. That's my show. I want to thank y'all for coming through and fucking with me on this Friday night. It'll be probably be Saturday morning by the time y'all get this. It's King Known Uncensored. Game two, No Music Fridays, and I'm out.